Let's stop crapping on. A uh, huge win on the weekend in front of 91,000 at the MCG. Was the... Oh, well, look, they're all conquering unstoppable cats. And, so well, far, what a so season they've had. Um, and, well, one of their greatest players of all time <laughs> joins us on favorites. the... Well, definitely. Joins us on the show now. That's Shannon Burns. G'day, Burnsy. Uh, Jack and Wise, what an introduction. Uh, I uh, didn't think you'd have me on after I jumped shit from the days to the cats. Uh, so, it's taken six uh, months to process. Yeah, I thought, yeah, well, that's true. So it's only now that you you feel right about it. Is that is that how it works? Uh, well, maybe not next week. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, that, that's so if you can give cool. some dodgy advice to the players, uh, you know, sort we, of next week. We then... stay with the winners here, mate. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. That's right. But, uh, there's always room on the bandwagon if you want to jump ship. So, um, but uh, these are still, still going strong. They'll, uh, I'm sure they'll turn things around this week, so... Um, don't give up just yet. Let's talk about Geelong, mate. Um, you're currently out uh, with the first to three-year players at the moment, and for me, that's that's, that's where the improvement's been. I think uh, at the start yeah. of the year, people think that you're a little bit old, but you seem to have injected some uh, enthusiasm and some youth. Yeah, well, I think I was speaking about it with you guys about the Demons last, uh, last time I was on, just like, the improvement from that. That team came from from the guys that uh, were in their first and third years. So it was like Luke Jackson, Cosie Pickett, Trent Rivers, uh, Jake Bowies. They were the ones that actually took the side to another level. It wasn't uh, necessarily the guns. They're always going to do their thing, but it's it's when you get a bit of an injection of um, of talent um, from yeah from the guys that you're probably not expecting it to come from. I think that's when it t- yeah sort of puts the team on another level. And yeah, we've certainly um, seen. Uh, a few of the two of these boys that are here tonight playing a bit of arcade at the moment. Sam DeConnie, Max Holmes, these types of guys that have uh, certainly <laughs> given the team a whole new look. Well, just on Max Holmes, he's uh, yeah. I, I did yell at you before. Is he contracted? He's he's someone. Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm look, he, yeah. He looks really good, doesn't he? Yeah, he does look good. He, is a, he does live in uh, East uh, East Melbourne, so I could see where you're going with that. But, uh, he, uh, no, he's getting very comfortable down the coast now, so um, he... no reason to suspect he'll be going anywhere. Now, draft night, I can remember that uh, Geelong, uh, you're at the D's, obviously, but I remember draft night, and uh, Geelong got in front of the D's, you know, like a trade or pick swap. Uh, with yep. the Tigers uh, to get Max, I'm pretty sure that uh, he was on the Demons board uh, to yeah, get him. Yeah. So um, you got was. a nice one up the Cats, I think. Yeah, you did a bit of a sneaky thing there, the Cats. Yeah, well, actually, because I, I was still at the D's at that time, I had Max Holmes on the top of my list as, as a person to call. Um, well, once you know we had him in our sights, but uh, yeah, a few sneaky trades, and the Cats were pretty savvy with that one they knew that uh, yep. he, was a, he was a beauty and um, comes from good pedigree his mum Lee Naylor who, who raced in uh, for Australia at the Commonwealth Games mm-hmm. so you can you can really see um, his running ability is just on another level and um, yeah he's obviously taken his footy to another level this year he would have been good on the other wing with uh, with Ed Langdon as well so oh well yeah, yeah that's true yeah, there wouldn't have been a better combo on the wings in the league uh, <laughs> running capacity that's for sure yes um, back to the Cats mate what did you make of the game on the weekend uh, I think a lot of people are sort of are waiting for Collingwood to sort of drop off but uh, they're not and they didn't uh, must you, you must have sort of had, had a few worries there for a few moments? 
Uh, yeah, look, the, the Pies are a, are a really good side. Like, they, like they obviously haven't been winning games by massive margins, but they've certainly been competitive against whoever they've played against. And um, our, our lead into the game probably wasn't necessarily ideal. We'd sort of played West Coast and Gold Coast, then had the week off, and then all of a sudden we're in a 91,000 qualifying final at the G. So uh, I've said this to a few people that, like, that's the perfect game to have when you win it. <laughs> yeah. um, it, it was a, a game that not, not everything went right for us. And, um, yeah, there were a few things we might have done differently. And it's much easier to reflect and get those things right after you win rather than scrambling and trying to get it right for, for a semi-final. So um, the Pies certainly took it, took it up to us, played some great footy and put us on the back foot. But... We found a way, and um, yeah, hopefully we can learn from a few of the things that didn't go our way on the night, um, put them into effect in the prelim. So you got the young blokes with you at the moment. Was, was, have you had discussions with them about how they sort of felt with such a big crowd and a big moment? Uh, I have had a couple because even though a, a few of them played over in Perth last year, um, and no, I even felt it myself. Like you, you just, but Perth and Brisbane did a great job with the finals over the past couple of years, but. Nothing, nothing beats 90,000 like yeah. a packed house at the G. You, yeah. you literally cannot hear your teammate who's two metres away. Like, it's just on another level, especially with a Collingwood crowd that are pretty loud in a close game. At, at the end there, it's just, um, like, I was trying to deliver messages. I literally had to hit blokes on the back to tell them um, that I was there so they could hear me. So it was... Um, it's yeah, it's 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 a whole new game, really. When you when you take finals to the G and nothing better, nothing better. Well, yeah, man, you played in two premierships, and uh, I'm sure those crowds were loud as well. Uh, well, particularly 2009, which was so close. How do you, how do you find teammates out there? Like, how do you how do you know that they're there, or is it just that well drilled? Uh, come, you know, these big games that you you, you know that someone's going to be around your area when you're giving off a handball, let's say. Yeah, yeah, a, little, a lot of it becomes sort of instinct and obviously what you've done in the past, you know guys are going to be there. Um, and yeah, visually you have to be, you know, looking around all the time. You can't just rely on what you can hear coming towards you. So um, the, the loudest crowds I've ever played in were the prelims, actually, because uh, well, those ones against Collingwood mm. in uh, 07, 09, especially uh, 07 when we only got over the line by five points. Um, what you find in the prelims is it's more the, the fans and the actual teams that are there, whereas it gets to the grand final. It's still loud, but there's a lot of corporates in there. There's a lot of people that just go because they want to go to a grand final, um, whereas the prelims is just pure fans and just as loud as it gets. So those prelims are, um, can sometimes feel a little bit like a grand final in a lot of ways. So um, it's a good test. It's a good test leading into the big one. It is, uh, and also a big test for uh, Gary Rowan, and he passed it. Uh, huge, huge game on the, the weekend. Uh, how, how, how satisfied I'm, I'm sure he would be uh, with that game, considering that his, his previous finals record, including I think it was last year's prelim, um, where he didn't quite get near the football. Yeah, no, he... Um he was under, like, the pressure that he was under was really just driven from the media more so than driven anywhere from within our club. Um, last year, he actually did his hammy in the in the final and, and he was getting ripped into for how many touches he had in that game. He was playing with a torn hamstring. So, internally, it wasn't really a thing. But um, at the same time, obviously, he's 
the outside noise can get loud at times. So um, he actually took a really good mark right at the start of the game against Jeremy Howe. He missed, a, he missed a set shot. But I just remember running out to him and just saying, mate, you, you're, you are on today. Like this, he's one of the best defenders in the comp. You just pushed him aside. Like, today's your day. Um, and it just went, he just went from strength to strength. He was just, every time he'd do anything good, I'd just get out there and pump him right up. And, and he was, uh, yeah, he just, he was on fire and, 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 and absolutely delivered in the last quarter like, like nothing else. Like, not only that grab, but to keep that, go back and slot it from 55. Um, under the, the pressure that he was under, I don't think anyone could really question uh, his ability in a, in a big situation anymore, which is great. Oh, he's a beautiful kick. In, in, in that last quarter, you, you're running out messages. Any uh, any strange sort of messages or anything that you thought, oh, you had to question well, yourself? or No, it was just a bit more tense than normal. Like, like I said, I, I, the players couldn't hear me unless I was right up beside them. So... Um, there was a, obviously a lot of there was a few lead changes in the end and uh, in the last quarter and with the lead change you, you basically changed your setup because you're obviously defending the lead um, defending the lead or trying to get it back so and you need to get to all areas of the ground to to make that happen so um, it was more just that I had to really run up beside them rather than just yell and, and tell them to pass it on so. Uh, I guess I was under the pump in, in uh, getting out there and back in under 30 seconds and getting to everyone who I needed to get to. So, um, again, another good test for, for what's ahead, I think. What's, uh, what's Chris Scott's uh, messages like, Shannon? Uh, is it calm and methodical like we see uh, at his press conferences or does he, uh, does he raise his voice and uh, throw the toys out? <laughs> well, he can raise his voice, um, but uh, generally it's, it's with, uh, there's instruction with it. It's not just go out and tell him that was, you know, so-and-so or a lot of swearing that you might have heard from the past. Like that, those sort of messages don't really... Uh, get used anymore just because of the the rules around going out. You can't just go out and give a bloke a spray for no reason. It doesn't really help the team, and um, and it wastes one of your messages. So generally, he's he's pretty calm and and knows that. Uh, like I've, I've been doing this the last three years. Like whether it's a message sort of worth taking out, is a player really gonna, or you know, are they really gonna get much out of it? We're we're on pretty much the same page with that. So. He actually came down the bench in the last uh, three minutes of the game. He sort of snuck up on me from behind, so that, that made it a bit easier. I could just grab him on the shoulder and just say, mate, just let me know what, what you need and I'll, I'll get it done. Um, I want to talk about a couple of players. Uh, Blixarves, I mean, where, where is his best position? And also Tom Stewart still just doing it. In, uh, for me, if he didn't get reported and miss those games... Uh, could yeah. have been in Brownlow contention. Uh, just your thoughts on those two two blokes at the moment. Well, yeah, Blitzer. So I, I, I actually played some footy with, with Blitz. So when he first got to the club, he was a Category B rookie, basically a steeplechase runner who really didn't know much about footy at all. Um, his first three games of EFL didn't touch the footy. I remember having to run the footy over to him and just give it to him and just, just to get him a touch when he first started. <laughs> But, but um, the the actual work work ethic of the bloke was off the charts. Like he was doing more work, like extras, than, than anyone at the club, or as much as this, um, uh, as anyone at the club. And his his improvement was just incredible. Um, and now he's just become the most versatile player in the league. Like 
you can literally play him anywhere. He, he has the, the running tank. No one really matches his running ability in a league. Um, he's 200 centimetres, so you can put him in the ruck. You can put him mm. down back. Um, and I think that's the advantage we've got in the ruck now is you don't have necessarily the, the tallest and most dominant ruckman in the league in, in ways of hit-outs, but... We've got Reese and, um, and Blitz who can who can pinch it together and sort of you know run run whoever that the, the opposition is into the ground a bit by just um, having both of them in the middle at the same time, which is um, a pretty um, pretty good advantage to have as a mm. team. Um, and then Stewie, yeah, Stewie's um, incredible player, like you said. He's just one of the best defenders of uh, the modern era, really. Um, it was a shame that he got. He got suspended, but I, I've actually um, got a bit of an insight to how, how good he is. Like every now and then, they're a player down at training, so they just slot me into a half-back flank, and I just and Stewie just barks orders at me and tells me where to go, and I generally end up with a footy. So he, he doesn't only <laughs> just doesn't only just do it for himself. He he sets his teammates up and, and, and gets them a kick as well. I think that's the sort of stuff that you wouldn't see on the screen is just his instruction to the to the rest of the back line from where he stands. Yeah. He just puts them in the right position. So he's um, a <coughs> very important player to us, obviously. Yes, yeah, no, you're just on Blick Abs. I, I watched the Melbourne-Geelong game at Skilled St- um, GMHBA Stadium earlier this year, uh, Shannon, and I noticed that uh, he went to Max and then Clary and then Track and... Uh, blanketed them all. One just, I just wonder where he got that information from. How to do that? Uh, look, I, I don't want to go down that path like it. Uh, <laughs> no, you, um, yeah, you, you give what mm. information you can. You, you know, that's, uh, that's how it goes. But uh, I didn't want to burn any bridges either. So. I, uh, um, no, nah, it's I okay. Of, I might have had a bit of insight into it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, we had, uh, I'm not too sure, I mean, you've obviously heard this story before, but we had Chris Johnson on our program, uh, was it last week? Was it the week yep. before? Last week. Um, and we are talking to him about uh, sledges. Uh, and yeah. this is what Chris uh, had to say to us. Not that I'm making a lot of it, though, Chris, but uh, what's the best sledge you heard Michael Voss say? <laughs> Apparently he was good at it. Yeah, well, he, he did say to one player, um, he did say to one player, my dad had sex with your mother, and it was, it was directly at his brother, Rathos. <laughs> so that was quite a funny one. And then another one, another one that Vossie said to, uh, um, we're down to playing at Geelong, and um, he was lining up, it was half time, we're lining up in the middle of the ground. Umpire was about to bounce the ball, and Michael said, no, no, hang on, hang on, wait a second. We've left one of the Oz kick out, kickers out here <laughs> and, po- and pointed at Shannon Burns the Long Football Club. So that was that was quite a funny one as well. That's uh, that goes down in folklore. That one. I think, I think Burnsy would have enjoyed that one too. He's a he's a good fella. So uh, do you remember that day? Yeah, no, I do remember it well. Actually, that was. Uh, Early on when we used to get bullied by the, uh, the Brisbane Lions boys. Um, and, yeah, I was I was just pumped to be out there and, and playing with them and uh, thinking I was going okay, you know. Mixed it with uh, the best in the comp. And then, yeah, all of a sudden I've been confused as an Oz kicker by one of the greats of the game. But, uh, <laughs> Did you- uh, I did in, I did enjoy that. I must say, I, I often I've spoken, I followed up with Bossy, and, um, and I've told that story to Jonathan Brown. I reckon Jonathan Brown tells tells that at every sportsman's night that, they, that he ever goes to. So 
I'm looking for a few royalties out of that. So yeah, why not? Got to, got to that point. Well, I, I did give you a. I gave you a rap at the end there. I, was, yeah. I said you would have uh, enjoyed that one, and uh, yeah, I did. Yeah. I did enjoy it. No. Absolutely. No, no, nothing better than some good banter on the field. I think if that if that completely disappears, um, the, the game will be worse off for it. There's obviously a line that you can't cross, mm. but. There's some good, um, yeah, good stuff that you can just play around with with, uh, with the opposition at times, and uh, I hope it never leaves the game. Uh, back to Geelong, mate. The week off before the finals, and now the week off again. Uh, the impact of that? Um, well, we've, we've had the week off. We've had a bit of a test with it already. Um, it probably helps us in, in ways that we had a couple of guys come in. Jeremy Cameron and Cam Guthrie sort of somewhat carrying injuries into the game so we know that we're going to have everyone ready ready um, and healthy which is which is great but yeah, at the very same time you need to keep, keep them hard at the same time so it's going to be a pretty solid hit out on Friday um, which we did uh, the week leading into the finals as well so they don't hold back in those so you sort of you hold your breath a little bit and make sure that no one you know gets injured but if you get through a session like that it sets yourself up pretty well for the for the game the following week, so but yeah, at the moment it's it's not uh, we're not going crazy. We're obviously at time zone now. <laughs> it's a bit of a it's a bit of a slow build. You don't want to be playing the game, you know, yeah. the week before you before you get out there. And you must be pleased with the yeah with the way the way you sit with injury wise. I mean, you've got some good experience that is missing. Like a Dalhouse can come in, Higgins can come in, and those type of players that sort of aren't getting a run. Uh, it's good to be healthy this time of year. Yeah, well, you, you need you need 26, 27 or like players that can come in and and fill a role, um, no matter you know who goes down. I think that's the sign of a of a team that's going to go deep in September. Um, so it's nice to know we've got those guys there ready to go. Um, they've been playing some practice matches, even though like the VFL team are out. We've been finding teams that, for them to to get games in, and um, we know that they'll be ready. I suppose if if, if they're required. So. Yeah, it's good. And you, you can get a in your spot on the half back flank there as well, so you'll be right. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I thought I might have been a sneaky chance for the mid season draft, but that, that's coming past me by. Damn. So, um, a little bit disappointed in that, and yeah, won't give up on uh, this, this the draft coming. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> um, now, have you ever played with someone with a broken leg? Um, and what, oh, what would you know about track that uh, would put me at ease come uh, Friday night that would make sure that he plays well with a broken leg? Uh, well, Grian Myers, actually, he, when track did that injury, Grian said that's exactly the injury that I, I had uh, last year. Um, and he did say that he'll be one of the, the sorest men in Australia for the next <laughs> next week or two. So I don't know if that fills you with confidence. Mm, but, okay, um, thank you. Yeah, but uh, he was able to play on it. But, yeah, he just said it, in ways of power, you can sort of take off once, but if you go to change direction, that's where it really gets you. So um, this is this is my info off, off a guy that's had a similar injury, but I, I couldn't tell you how a track will handle it, and it might not be anywhere near as bad. So it wouldn't surprise me if, you know, he gets up and plays well, but, um, yeah, he'd certainly be doing it under a, a bit of pain, I'd imagine. Okay, right. Yeah, we're all a bit we're all a bit nervous. That's all. That's all. But um, goodness yeah. me. Uh, well, let's... who's winning the basketball shootout down there at uh, Time Zone, mate? I'm just watching it now. From uh, Sam to Conning, Mitch Nevitt, Nolly Dempsey uh, are going hard at it. 
DK, DK at six foot eight's got the advantage. He basically reaches over and puts it in the ring. So uh, <laughs> your ticket's his way. Yeah, plenty of tickets. Yeah, yeah, he's gonna. He'll get a big fluffy toy at the end. Uh, <laughs> Fantastic. That's what it's all about. Hey, Verzi, we'll leave it there, mate. Uh, thank you so much for your time. Make sure you keep your phone on grand final week because if the cats Benji. are in it, uh, you'll get a call from us. But uh, really appreciate right. your time this evening, mate. Good on you, Jack and Wise. Always a pleasure. Thanks, Thanks mate. Here we come. There we go. <laughs> Shannon Burns, uh, two-time Geelong premiership player.